Um, so Psalms 32, 10. It says, uh, Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. I want to talk about today what you sow, we, that pastor talked about it in Galatians, um, what you sow is what you reap, you'll reap. And I just wanted to talk about one of the, the main things that really just touched my heart yesterday is he asked me, I said, I want to talk about something about joy, but not just joy, period, but biblical joy, where joy comes from, from the Bible. So, and when I was studying through and I realized, I'm like, we need to talk about sowing joy because that's the key. If you want to talk about biblical joy, it's about sowing for joy. You don't go and have a miserable day and that's, you're not going to find joy in that. You have to sow joy to reap it. Um, and most all that is all in the Bible. It's all the biblical, real joy is biblical joy. So I just brought up Psalms. Um, 32 11 is a real verse I wanted to talk about. Um, just mentioned first, it says, Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. So the first part of being joyful is just be joyful in the Lord. It's just one of the main keys of being jo- real biblical joys is just to have learn to be joyful in just the Lord, not in money or in just in different like just different circumstances. We find a lot of joy and happiness in a lot of our own circumstances, um, but I pray we got to learn to be just joyful in the Lord, and that's what that verse says. It says, "Be glad in the Lord." It doesn't say in the circumstances on earth. It says, "In the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy." Um, don't we need to uh, not find? Um, joy in these things on earth. Um, I'll just read this real quick. When the Lord is all, you know that song I really just touched my heart was, um, I wanted to mention with this, it's not all about joy, but it says when the Lord is all you have, he's all you need. So a part of that is just all we need is the Lord. So if we got to stop looking on the circumstances of this world and just look towards God for this eternal joy, this biblical joy that we can find. And so for that, so I'm just going to, pray for us real quick, and then we can really get into uh, what I have here. I won't be too long, so I'll just pray real quick, and we'll get in right in to the Word. All right, thank the Lord for this wonderful day, Lord. I pray help us to have a good time, your Word. Um, I pray, Lord, uh, use me as a vessel, Lord, an empty vessel, Lord, willing to serve you. Lord, speak through me and use me, and I pray help us to have a good time and growth. Help me to grow and help us all to grow in your Word and this eternal joy, Lord. I pray that we uh, sow for it, Lord, and that we reap it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so if you'll turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 17 all the way to 26, it says, Therefore, I hated life because the work that is wrought under the sun. So I just want to make sure this is Solomon. Most of us all know this is Solomon talking about, um, we know the first part of Ecclesiastes. He says the word, it says the words of the preacher, the son of David, king of Jerusalem, vanity, vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. So now we're talking about the wisest man on earth other than Jesus. And he's talking about just all this vanity that this world 
all the labor we do in it is vanity. Because a lot of us as um, hardworking Americans or, you know, making money, a lot of us can find our lives very consumed with work and just the labor because that's how we make money to support the family. But sometimes that can become a hindrance because we can take um, just consume ourselves with it. It says, therefore, I hated life because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor, wherein I have labored, and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. So that actually put me into a little perspective, because I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm like, all the work I'm doing, it's not going to really amount. And as an electrician, I'm making money to support a family someday. But then I, I sometimes want to find this comfort within the work that I'm doing. But then I realize what I'm doing, working, it's not going to benefit me at all. Um, all the work that I do, it's going to benefit the next guy. It's all vanity. Um, literally, the next person to have it could just you know, blow up the house eventually. You know, um, Therefore, I went about to cause my heart to despair all of the labor which I took under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is in wisdom. And in knowledge and in equity, yet to a man that hath not labor, therein shall he leave it for his portion. This also is vanity and a great evil. So we're just going to skip all the way to uh, verse um, 26. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry, 23. Go to 23. He says, for all his days, talking about us, labor under the sun. says, for all his days are sorrows and his travail grief. Yea, his heart taketh not rest in the night. This is also vanity. So I'm talking, we're, the end basis of this is we're going to talk about joy, eternal joy, and real biblical joy and how to sow for it. Um, but the first part I want to talk about is just this world, this earthly world, is our days are supposed to be um, sorrows and his travail, grief, yea, his heart taketh not rest, and then night this also is vanity. So our lives on this earth are all vanity, except for the Lord, of course. Uh, if you know what I mean. So it's yeah. just this life is going to be filled with travail and sorrows and sadness. And it's okay. That's just, that's just how it is. That's how we're supposed to fight through this world for Jesus Christ. Well, talk, we don't wanna, I don't want us all to find this comfort in this world or this joy in the circumstances. That's why I'm talking about this. Is This world is really saddening. If you turn on the news, there you go. Full proof. It's saddening. It's, there's nothing. There's no... Um, there's not a whole lot of hope other than Jesus in this world. So why look for it? You know, in the, just all those different circumstances. Um, 26 says, For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up, and that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of the spirit. So God says he will give to a good man, give it to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. I want to be given wisdom, knowledge and joy. We want this amazing eternal joy. Um, don't live on earth is one of the biggest points I want to talk about. All this, this world is just full of sorrows and sadness. It's basically, oh, it's always under the clouds with the rain and the storm. And um, don't live on earth with others where the sand shifts and the storms brew. This world is a shifting sand. It's always going to be changing. There's always going to be storms brewing. So why live on this earth? Um, if I'm talking in a... Uh, trying to hide up here. 
metaphorical. Yeah, I would say metaphorical. I mean, is because you know we're all living on here, but I mean like mentally, spiritually, um, just to be living on this earth and to be just absorbing all the stuff that's of this world. I don't want us to be doing that because we're supposed to be of Jesus Christ. Um, so I wanted to talk about Second Corinthians. You don't have to turn here. Second Corinthians six seventeen says, "Therefore come out from among them and be separate." saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So we, that's a verse on talking about us being separate from this world. How can we be separate from this world? Well, is being having real joy, having real happiness in the darkest of times. Um, I forget which pastor it was that who passed away, and he got saved because um, everyone was going to lose their job, and out of all the people, there was one man that was still joyful and happy. And, Brother Lathrop, and he got saved because he realized something was different about that man. He had a real happiness, real joy. Um, I pray that we all want that. We all have that and work towards that, having this eternal joy and separating from this world. Um, I know there's, you know there's so much, we can make so much different in people's lives by just being happy all the time and having an eternal joy, a biblical one, not a normal one. Um, not even I, I don't have this eternal always, this eternal joy that comes from the Bible. I think we all need to try to find it. And I want to talk about how to find this biblical eternal joy. And I want to talk about sowing with, um, and re- sowing what we'll reap. And we already read, or you guys already read Galatians, so I won't have you turn there because you already had for today. Galatians 6, um, 7 all the way to 8 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. That talk, pastor talked about that earlier. If we want to reap joy and have joy, we got to sow for it. And we get, where are we going to find that? We're going to find that in the Word of God. So I think a lot of us sometimes we try to find the joy, and I know I do this too. I, well, I'm talking about all of us. Um, we try, I try to find the joy in the things of this world. But I find that what I reap is not joy at all. It's a complete. It's corruption. This world is all earthly. It's corrupt. How can I? How can we expect to find joy in this earth, this world, when it is corrupt? We can't. There's no. The circumstances of this world always shifting like sand. Um, building your house on the sand. You know, it's like that example. It's not right. It's not what we should be doing. It's not what God calls us to do. We gotta be building on the rock, Jesus Christ. We're never gonna shake that way. Um, I wanted. Um, Talk about also as we talk about sowing joy. I want to talk about treasures in heaven. Um, it says in Matthew chapter 6, 19, 20, 21, if you guys will turn there. I want to talk about the treasures and setting your treasures in heaven and not on earth. To have this spiritual, eternal joy that's everlasting and just sowing it and going for the right kind of joy, we have to realize that it's not, it's not on earth. It's not here. This eternal joy, it's right here in God's word. Um, it says in Matthew six nineteen says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. If we put ourselves in anything on this earth, it's going to go. It's going to be just, it could be gone like that. It's just going to wither away. It's really just nothing. So why place ourselves in so many positions on this world where the circumstances just take so much, take control of our lives, and we just throw our lives away in this world? Um, it says Matthew six twenty. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, 
where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I love that verse. I feel like sometimes, um, I know personally I deal with this, and I assume everybody else does too, is sometimes I find my treasure is my treasures lie in, in this world. I find myself being attracted to the treasures of this world where it's just, it fades into nothing. Um, I just remember as a kid, always, you know, I still was a kid, but still making the treasures in this, this thing that just easily just fades away and not really in the things of heaven. And that's where our heart should be. If you find yourself um, getting unhappy or loot, sometimes we can lose joy by losing the things of this world. Um, people or just other just normal things that just, they, they wither away and the things on this earth. And it needs to be on the word of God and Jesus Christ because it's going to last forever. And something solid and founded, it's never going to wither away. It's always going to be here to stay. He'll never let us down. If we put our hearts in it, and you just you realize you'll have this eternal joy. Um, seek after the things of God and put your heart in that rather than the things on earth. Um, Matthew 6.33, you don't have to turn there. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We've got to seek, and it will add to us. Um, I just want to talk about also uh, on describing joy. I just want to describe joy for you guys. Understanding joy, we must go to where it began. So I looked up and found the first time joy is ever mentioned. It's actually in joy, but I wanted to describe what it was. So to describe how it is to have joy, we've got to find where the first time it's mentioned or is the first time it uses it in the Bible. So in Leviticus, you don't have to turn there. Le- or I should turn there with me, sorry. Leviticus 26, 34. So Leviticus chapter 26, verse 34. Um, it doesn't use joy, but it says enjoy. And it's, I found this very interesting and exciting. So it says, um, Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbaths as long as it lieth desolate, and ye be in your enemies. Land, even then shall the land rest and enjoy her Sabbath. So it's talking about enjoy and rest. So it's talking about enjoying the Sabbath. So the first time joy is ever mentioned, it's enjoy the Sabbath. Which what, It was a day that Jesus, God, put aside for rest in him. So it's, I find that interesting. The first time joy is ever mentioned, it's including God in it. It's, it's saying rest. So enjoy and rest in God. Um, it, I, think just, I believe it's convenient. It's very convenient. At the first time joy is ever found, it's enjoying rest in God. And I think that's where we can find a lot of our joy. And I think it's sometimes on how we can find the eternal joy is stop looking in the circumstances of the world, like I've said before, and just looking and be like, where is the Bible called joy? Because that's what it really is, just like with love. And what real love is, you find the Bible. And we can find that same thing with joy. It's rest in God. We are more enjo- we'll find more joy and rest in God. Um, you don't have to turn here, but Second Samuel is the next one where joy, this uses joy. First um, Samuel 18, chapter 18, verse 6 says, all right, I'll wait. What is it again? 1 Samuel 18.6. 1 Samuel 18.6. It says, And it came to pass as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, 
that the woman came out of the all cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets with joy and with instruments of music. Joy in victory. The second, um, that's not the second time, but the first time joy, that particular word, because the first verse we looked in Leviticus was enjoy. So I want to find the first time joy, J-O-Y, was ever mentioned was in 1 Samuel 18, 6. And it's, it's enjoying victory because they had victory. We have victory in Jesus. Amen. And that's why we have so much, sometimes we can find this eternal joy is victory in Jesus. So we have this joy that was from the beginning. So all the way when joy was first created by God, it was by rest in him and it was victory in him. And guess what? We have all of those things. We come to church on Sundays and we have this rest in him. And what we should do is try to find more time for him every day. Find rest in him every some time of the day. Find rest in him because that's where our joy really lies. And victory in him too. So we have to find ways to remind ourselves and to live in this victory because that's where joy is. It's in the victory of Jesus Christ. Um, um, it says, I think of the, um, the song, Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Um, I'm on the winning side. Just they're, they're happy songs. They're just peppy. They're like, yeah, because it's, a, it's joy. That's where you find joy. I'm on the winning side. No more sin will I abide. He's the keeper of my soul. Just the winning side. We're on the winning side. It's something to be joyful about. Um, so when you're trying to find this eternal joy, it's, it's here. It's right here in the word of God. Um, joy begins, um, 1 John um, 1, 1, if you'll turn with me. This is one of my favorite verses to describe joy and uh, basically saying where we can get it is in 1 John 1, 1. We only have a few more verses, four more verses to go. So, Well, actually, after John and James. Okay. So 1 John 1, 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. So this is where we can find joy as well in a description of what joy is. Because it says, you know, so we can have joy. It says, these things I write thee, you, so that your joy may be full. And what were the things that they wrote? They wrote that joy is in fellowship with the Father and in Jesus Christ. So we can find joy in this amazing fellowship we have with God, the Father, and Jesus Christ. And then it's also, it talks about eternal life. That he has given us. He has manifested unto us eternal life. And he's within us. So that also is stuff that just we can be joyful about. That's where joy comes from, is these things as well. And that's why they wrote those unto us, is eternal joy. And uh, joy can also be found in pleasing God. And James 1, I'll, you guys don't have to turn there. James chapter 1 says, um, we all know this verse, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. It's like, why would, I, why would that be joyful? Why would that, that's how... Why would I be joyful when I'm going through hard times and temptations? He says in verse 3, Knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I, I find myself, when I first read this, I'm like, how is that still being joyful? 
Well, I'm like, because that's how God wants us. God wants us to be patient. God wants us to have faith. And the reason, because he wants us to be perfect. It describes us why. It says, but let patience have a perfect work. God wants us to be patient, to have joy in tribulation, temptation, so that we learn to be patient. And through patience, um, it says here, but let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And that's where God wants us. So when we go through such trials and we be patient and learn patience, we got, we'll have, um, now I'm trying to find where I was, um, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We'll have be perfect. And that's what God wants us to be. Jesus Christ wants us to be perfect. So we have to try, we have to learn patience. That's what he said, that's what James says, to um, be, have joy in these things um, in tribulation. It makes us joyful making God happy. Sometimes it's hard to think because we're like, we just want to, we're all about me, 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 me. I want me. <laughs> we're always about this. Um, I don't, personally, I always speak for myself. I bet we can all speak for ourselves. Yeah, our lives are always about us. And it's always about us. But if we try making God happy and doing what God wants us, you know, being patient, because through that being come, um, brings in us perfect, perfection through him. And that's what he wants for our lives. He wants us to be perfect. Um, best examples of joy or happiness is in James 5.10. Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Here are patience again. James 5.11 says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Sometimes it's hard. They're like, oh, man, endure. I don't find happiness in that. Well, the Bible says you do because it's because you're giving yourself to God and you're making him happy. And sometimes it, it takes going through that to really find the joy I'm giving myself to God. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and tender mercy. Um, we read... we. My last, a few sermons, I talked about Job. I think my last one, I talked about Job. And yeah, he was very patient through all his temptations and trials for Jesus Christ. Um, joy and endureness, um, endureness, and again, in pleasing God, the one who has saved us from our old man, um, will find so much joy by pleasing God. Um, that's why um, I just, I've had a really hard time with gospel tracts lately and giving them out. It's because I'm trying to find, I'm trying right now, to find this eternal joy again. That's why I've been walking through it is because I'm trying, I want to try to find this eternal joy that was the joy that I gained when I gave out gospel tracts because I was making God happy by fulfilling what he has asked me to do. The same joy we get when we come to church and have a good time and rest and we remember his victory, the things that God has called us to do as laborers every day for him, completing these tasks and doing the stuff for him gives us joy in happiness. And no, it does. It hurts the old man. It hurts us in a way because it's dying to self. That's what it is. It's dying to self. Like Paul says, I die daily. Um, yeah, giving out gospel tracts, I will admit, it is dying daily. <laughs> uh, you have no idea. Yeah, just boy. Um, in 2 Timothy, my last, these are my last two verses here. I'm wrapping up. All right. So uh, 2 Timothy two, chapter 2, verse 3, if you'll turn with me um, to the last verse. It says, Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Um, verse 4, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Mm -hmm. So now that we have talked about the ways to find 
eternal joy and all these amazing pieces and where you can find it in the biblical word of God, just this amazing word of God in God, sowing God's joys. Now we have... We have the answer. We know exactly what the verse says. We know how to sow joy in our lives, God's joy, not just normal joy, God's joy, so that we will reap God's joy in ourselves and others. We will reap it in ourselves and others if we do so. We all know how to sow. Now we must do the work. So it says in 2 Timothy, it says, No man that wars entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. God has chosen us to be a soldier. Once we are saved, he has chosen us to be a soldier for him. What does a soldier do? He works. And that's weird to be. Weird to work. And what do you imagine the first description of sowing and reaping? To go sow into, um, sowing is when they would, uh, going out and like basically uh, cutting things down. Right? Cutting, yeah, doing the seed. It, it takes work. Doing this stuff, it, it's work. But reaping, it is just, it's so much more glorious and amazing the reaping of it. Um, the question I want to end with is, uh, um, I talked about a lot of things. I know very, a lot of people are very tired. <laughs> the big day, amazing sermon for this uh, morning service. And uh, we had, a, it's a really sunny, amazing day, good food. But the question I want to end with, um, if you forgot or didn't hear much <laughs> out of my mumbling, going on and mumbling, I want to end with is what's holding us back. If we don't know what it is, let's ask in prayer, have a good time in prayer, and ask God, God, what's holding me back from your eternal joy? I know what it is. I know what eternal joy is, godly joy is. So what's holding me back? Sometimes it takes just asking him, God, what's in my life that's holding me back from you? Yeah. Um, and I pray that in our prayer we say, God, I don't want to hold anything back from you. So just have a good time in prayer. So I think we'll just end in prayer. That's all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you mind if I pray a little bit and then you come up to pray? That's fine. Sorry, we did that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. I uh, thank you for the good time in your word that we've had. And uh, I thank you so much for your eternal joy that you've given us and for the description of joy in your word, that we don't have to trust anything else other than your word to find it, um, that your word is an amazing commentary and that it speaks your truth, and that we've been given this amazing truth, and that we can know eternal joy. And it's a spiritual and a godly joy that's built upon a rock, Lord. It's a joy that you've given us, and you have given us through victory, Lord. And I pray that we would remember, Lord. I pray this would be a remembrance of your eternal joy and where we can find it, and rest in you, and in victory in you, about your eternal life, and the so much that you've given us, Lord, and that we have fellowship with you, there is so much, Lord, of this biblical joy that we have. And I pray, Lord, if there be anything holding me back and holding us back, Lord, from you in this eternal joy that you've, just, you've given us, it's a gift to us, Lord. I pray that we would we'd take it, and I pray we'd go for it. And that the, anything would be, the things that would be holding us back, the circumstances of this world that we weigh heavy on and that we ponder a lot on, Lord, I pray that we'd give it up and that we would surrender our will for yours. Lord, I pray that we would take up our cross and put you on the throne where you so, you so much deserve, Lord, um, out of all our lives. I pray, Lord, um, we would, after seeing our reflection today, Lord, in your word, and seeing all the impurities in our lives, I pray that we would make a change, Lord, and we'd go home changed. I pray work in all our lives helps to grow 
and to add to our faith, Lord, and be excited and joyful um, for you, Lord, and every day in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Pastor. All right, what we know is God wants us to have joy. He speaks of it often in his word. Elijah read in 1 John that your joy may be full. He wants us to have a full joy. It's available. But for some reason we resist it. You know, it seems like we resist it sometimes. He wants us to have it. So, all right. Well, I appreciate that, Elijah. And uh, I can, uh, well, we can dismiss. Elijah prayed. That's good. We can dismiss. So you all have a great afternoon and a good week.